how do the father, a son, team up to do a podcast, talk about film, and not lose an audience? Fake ads aside, these guys would be wise to start the show. Or you may never know that Kevin and Doug watched Hamilton on Disney Plus. If you ain't seen it yet, they're saying it's a must. Lin Manuel Miranda and some other folks. Holy sh! This is not a joke. Man, you gotta be kidding. This guy, this guy wrote all this stuff. We're like thirty seconds into this. Thirty seconds in, and it's a two-hour and forty-minute. I'm completely out of. I'm completely out of rhymes. It's I. I can't even think of another word. No kidding. To I, just, say. I just think I can rhyme Bob and Slob. So it's crazy. <laughs> Bob and Slob I might not be it. a bad rhyme as That's... far as we're going. How in the world did one? Well, the guys are about to start the show. They hope it's not lame, man. Got their act together. Gotta do it for the fame, man. Getting new sponsors gonna turn a new phrase, and the world's gonna know their name. What's your name, guys? One brew or the cuckoo's nest. Our name is One Brew or the Cuckoo's Nest, and you still haven't heard our best. Just you wait, just you wait. One brew or the cuckoo's nest. Welcome to One Brew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Every week we talk about film. Sometimes films I like. There's a flip side to that coin. What if you do got me boxed in and I gotta put you down? And sometimes films I like. Films that inspire creativity. Give my creation Films that inspire hope. I'm gonna see the world. Italy, Greece, the Parthenon, the Colosseum, and then I'm gonna build things. Films that take you to a place you never knew existed. I have a feeling we're not in Kansas anymore. Sometimes films that are just entertaining. We hope that when you listen to us, you walk away with a new idea, a new perspective, or at least you have a good time. Are you not entertained? So, Dougie. Yeah. I believe you watched this movie uh, before I did. I did. I actually watched it... uh... July third. Uh, actually, I think I watched it the first day it came out. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I was so looking forward to this. And you and I have talked very little about this, mostly because I right. just watched this last night. Yeah, so it's very fresh in your mind, and it, it's a it is a musical that sticks with you, uh, pretty well known. So we're not going to give any spoilers away. No. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, if you hadn't, if you have never heard a song from Hamilton, our introduction was just a blatant ripoff of uh, the first track of the title phrase. Yeah, and uh, um, and we make kind of a we have a little bit of a dialogue in there uh, in our song because as we were trying to to write, oh my goodness, yeah, as we were trying to write joke verses. Yeah, we weren't joking. Yeah. We really were running out of rhymes and and things to say, 
was, well, and it's <laughs> it's not like we can, we're not capable of rhyming words or anything, but my goodness, there's so much verbiage there. It's 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 genius, really. It is genius. It's insane, and the music behind it is super complicated as well. Like it's you got. It's just a, it's an amazing piece of music. I list, I have been listening to the soundtrack since 2015 or 16 whenever it came out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I've known the songs almost backwards and forwards. I love the music. I am a huge Lin-Manuel Miranda fan. As am I. Uh, I went and saw In the Heights when it was in Portland and knew nothing about the show, knew nothing about Lin-Manuel Miranda. But walking out of that theater production, it was like, wow, that was amazing. Great music, great story. Uh, whoever this guy is, is is going to do some cool stuff, I think. And then, yeah. lo and behold, his second show is Hamilton. Uh, probably the most famous, in our time at least, uh, I would think so. Broadway show. Yeah. The irony is that probably the the most famous in in, in my early life would have been Cats. Yes, well, that's actually what which I was is a tremendous of. bomb when they tried to film it. <laughs> yeah, this this was not a bomb. No, the, so what they did was they filmed the stage musical. They filmed the original Broadway cast, right? Uh, and they filmed it over three different shows. I heard a interview with Lin Manuel uh, on NPR talking about like how they filmed it, and so they did two regular shows that they filmed, and then they did an afternoon, basically a rehearsal. So for some of the more close ups and some of the aerial shots they did, they did ah. without an audience at like a Tuesday afternoon rehearsal. I was not aware of that. That's that that makes more sense, really, than tr- how they could get all those shots with a live audience. Yeah, because you know the cameras, as we've talked about, are are big cameras and they're involved, yeah. and so that would have taken away quite a bit from the audience it who would. had to watch it for some of the shots. A lot of the shots are just well, and those those tickets are not cheap either. No, they're super expensive, and you know that was kind of one of the things that was so great about this uh, for me is. Having loved the musical for so long, the soundtrack, but not having any visualization to to put to it, no faces right. to put right. to the characters, no actions, no dancing, no choreography, uh, and I wasn't going to get to New York to see this, and even if I was going to get to New York, there's no way I could shell out 800 bucks for a ticket. Nor would there probably be any available. Right. Even. Uh, so I thought this was a really cool thing that Disney Plus did. Was uh, I agree? Um, I think the music stood on its own, and I enjoyed listening to it long before I even knew it was going to be a filmed thing. But having gotten to see it, it did add a dimension to it, and I really enjoyed the aspect that it gave me as a as a fan of Hamilton, having never right. seen it. Yeah, yeah. Um. So I. Uh. Well, go ahead. No, no, you first, you first. Uh, Well, I was just going to say that I I started listening to the music from Hamilton uh, about the same time you did, but in sort of a different way. 
uh, as it's probably well known to our listeners, I'm a former teacher and I had a student who was just obsessed with this music. And as I often did, I tried to get interested in things that the kids were interested in. And I listened to a little bit of this and man, I was hooked as well. It was just great. It was just great fun music. And of course, I'm a I'm a history person anyway, and so it, it was amazing what what they did with all of this. Uh, and so I, from that day, anytime I would see anything uh, on TV that that showed a piece of this, or if they went to like I think they went to the White House and did a little bit of it, yep, yep. or they'd do a number on uh, you know some. Tonight Show or, you know, whatever show. Correct, yeah. Uh, every, every time I got a chance, I would look and I would find it on YouTube. And I just, I, I was a real fanboy, I guess. Uh, <laughs> it, uh, it, yeah, the, the music is wonderful. Uh, yeah, and so so how'd you like to play, Mr. Lincoln? <laughs> uh, I liked it. Um. I was surprised by a few things because in associating with the soundtrack, my favorites were uh, Hamilton mm-hmm. and uh, and probably Eliza. Yeah. Her songs I found quite beautiful. Um, right. And they are. Yes. And then uh, in watching the play... Both of those two were probably my least favorite aspects of the play. Really? Um, Interesting. I loved uh, David Diggs's version of Lafayette. I thought yes. he was a blast to watch on screen. Uh, and seeing George Washington, actually, he's a he's a big part of the play, but it's hard. He's kind of harder to pick out in the soundtrack if you don't have a face to put oh, to right, it, right? Right, and you don't know exactly who is singing which part when right. you're just no, listening you to a soundtrack. Yeah. And so, uh, I thought George Washington was incredible. He was great on on the on the stage, and uh, and Jonathan Groff, who I'm a fan of, he was an actor in Glee. And what I've been a big fan of was his performance in Mindhunter, a serial killer FBI uh, show on Netflix. He plays one of the agents, Agent Holden, on Mindhunter, and he's a great actor there. And he plays King George. Oh. And uh, <laughs> I, I couldn't put the name to the character, but yes, he's quite. He is so funny. He is. He's hilarious. And I'll tell you one thing. Listening to the recorded version they have on the show, uh, they they sound different. They don't sound as polished. They're not in a studio. It, it sounds per- right. different on purpose, except for Jonathan Groff. He sounds exactly as he does in the recorded version. Oh, really? Huh. Uh, it was almost, almost un... Uh, noticeable that it wasn't him just singing. So I was really impressed by that. Like hmm. note for note voice. I in the in the play version, Hamilton gets a little more emotional. 
uh, than he does on the just straight recorded version of it. And th- that was great, actually. I liked that. But hmm. it's, you know, when you're watching something different, when you're wa- hearing something different than what you're used to, and then Jonathan Groff comes out and he sounds exactly like he did on the recording. <laughs> it made me admire his talent even more. I assume that's because he's just that, he's just got that good of a voice that it doesn't right. sound different live or recorded. Right. Um, and then the other thing that I was really astonished by in this was the not the, the chorus members. Their dancing was incredible. They're really good, aren't and they? And <laughs> the choreography of this is something you should watch. Like, it's just beautiful to watch them dancing and, like, the different moves they're doing with all the props. Right. Uh, it was really just a lot of fun. I had a really yeah. good time. What were your thoughts in well, the Well, basically, uh, it, it's interesting because um, I, I watched this play and realized at some point and I was just thinking about this that I realized at some point I was really watching the the sets, uh, the 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 stage that uh, swirled, and, and the got way they two moved. Separate it. moving circles. Yeah, they got and an the inner one, circle and an outer circle. And when they wanted to move somebody off the stage, but it didn't make sense for them to walk, they would put them on that and just kind of carry them off and all that stuff just went on without a hitch i was uh, amazed by the 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 dancers as well the uh, choreography as you mentioned and just all the things going on the stage you could see the the people in the background who were moving set pieces and that stuff to me was just fascinating and i found myself actually enjoying that as much, maybe more than the music, yeah. Because I'd heard the music before, many times, and I, but I, but to watch them do that as a play was uh, phenomenal, really. Uh, and I and I greatly enjoyed that. Partly, I think, because you guys were involved in theater, and of course the dads get in there and help to build props and <laughs> right. things like that, and uh, so I built a lot of fake stuff on stage with you and with your brother, um, and realize that stuff's not that easy to do, especially not in, to make it look great like these guys did. It was, and obviously they're professionals, and not co- making any comparison <laughs> there. But when you've done a little bit of something and you see it done super well, you just have to admire it, really. No, absolutely. You're you're saying that the professional Broadway set builders might be a little more experienced than the the dads who built our cardboard car for Grease Lightning. It it could be, but I'm telling you that door shouldn't have stuck. <laughs> no, uh, so now the David is his Diggs is that his name? I believe right? so. Yeah. So he played Lafayette and he played uh, Jefferson, right? Yes. So my only part of the show that I didn't really enjoy, I guess that's just the way to put it, didn't really enjoy the way he played Jefferson. No, he played it very similarly to Lafayette. Yeah, maybe that was it. Because I thought as Lafayette, 
I was fine with that. But I thought that I know we're going to get probably, I don't know how many listeners will call in on this, but I found him to be playing uh, uh, Jefferson as kind of silly. And and I don't know, flamboyant or whatever or whatever you want to say, but just he didn't seem serious. Right. And I that's and that's not how I think of Jefferson. Sure. Now you might point out that these are professional actors and this is exactly the way they wanted him played. Absolutely. And you would be correct, sir. <laughs> but for me, I I did not enjoy that and I think uh, in talking to people, I think I'm the only one who feels that way, so too bad. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I I don't think that's going to change. <laughs> I definitely understand where you're coming from. I think that uh he he definitely played him to. Uh, this is a very serious show. Yeah, uh, there's not much comic relief. The comic relief comes with George. King George. <laughs> yeah, and the reason I feel like Jefferson was equally played for comic relief was because of his relationship in England and France. Maybe like, he he is essentially a foreigner that comes back to rule the country. Basically, like he right. spends all that time in France and with. George, although I think that was John Adams, right? Uh, yes. Um, I believe so. But yeah, so um, so I think that that was set to kind of set him apart from the rest of the American forefathers who weren't spending their time in France. Uh, maybe so. Yeah, I mean, I can understand the logic. One way or the other, you're right. He was played goofily flamboyant with his kind of Jack Sparrow walk and yeah. Uh, I guess that's the way to put it, maybe. He looked more like Jack Sparrow than uh, uh, Thomas Jefferson. Yeah, no, for now, sure. Now, here's the weird thing, though. I don't really know that much about the actual personality of Jefferson. Maybe he was that way. Sure, sure. I mean, well, and one way or the other, it was his interpretation, and whoever right. was directing the show liked it and yeah. said, go with it. Yep, um, that's exactly right. I was I did not know that those actors had two parts. Oh, you didn't? No, I didn't. You knew that as you watched it, though, right? Yes, as I watched okay. it, uh, I was like, "Oh, that's the same guy." And yeah. but as I listened to it, I did not put, like I said, when you're listening to it, oh, without knowing the faces or the characters, right. it's you're just hearing the same voices. You're not necessarily understanding that it's two separate characters. Uh, so yeah, that was that's... really interesting to watch. Um, it, I, I kind of had a question, like, why? Like, why did, did, why they... did they play? Oh, then how come they didn't get more cast members? Yeah, there's there's four people that play two parts. Uh, yeah. Hercules Mulligan also plays Madison. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, Lafayette and Jefferson are the same. Uh, and then... The, the boy, the, the boy, and the uh, is Lawrence. Yeah, John Lawrence. Yeah, uh, they play the same. Is there one more? Oh well, Aunt Peggy and the 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 woman yes. Hamilton no. sleeps with are the same character. Although yes, that's although they right. Both have a big song. So so that, I it kind of made me think like you couldn't find four 
other actors to play. Oh, those I didn't parts. really think about that, but no, that's true. But you know, you see plays where people play more than one part. But you're right. What? Why not bring on four more talented actors? Yeah. For that, yeah, that's true. I had not I, thought I mean, about it, it, it that way. It didn't ruin the show for me. They were all oh, really no. very good. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, for me, George Washington was a big standout. Jonathan Groff was a big standout. Yeah. And then... Now, it's funny, by the way. I did not expect to enjoy uh, King George the way I did. He surprised me, and and uh, I, I really enjoyed his character. I thought it was going to be... Well, it's funny because it was sort of over the top, but it wasn't too much over the top. Well, and as we were if saying, that makes it's, any sense. As we were saying, it's such a serious show. Yeah, right. That when King George comes out and he's spitting and he's drooling all over his face, and it's, yeah. you're just like, it was absolutely over the top. But because the the seriousness of the show, it was. It was definitely welcome. It was, it was welcomed a little bit. Yeah, yeah. I will tell you this. I have been emotional at uh, the Quiet Uptown song. I don't remember that one. It's the song after, uh, spoiler alert for those who don't know the story of Alexander Hamilton, but his son is killed in a duel. And mm. after they, after he dies, Hamilton and Eliza move to Uptown, or they move Uptown New York. Right. Or wherever they are. And they sing this song about like Hamilton, like walking in the streets at night, talking to himself. They've yeah. been through the unimaginable, you know, losing a kid in a duel. Like, there's not much more unimaginable grief than that. Um, it's hard to imagine, yeah. And as I've listened, losing a child, period. Yes, and and as I've listened to that song prior to watching it, I have teared up at moments and found myself like pausing at work like oh, i gotta <laughs> skip this track real quick you yeah know? um but i did not get the same emotion as i did watching it oh yeah oh and i don't so know what do you mean it was more or less less no no it was none uh huh interesting and i've gotten it several times during the song so it, it, during the listening to the song as recently as a few months ago like so I'm curious what the transition between being emotional just listening to the music and and the actuality of watching it and where that disconnect came. Right, yeah. I, I don't know if... I, That's I, interesting because you would think... You actually would think just the opposite. Right, you would think yeah. you'd be more emotional, but... Yeah, well, here comes a slug in the gut that the sun is, you know. I, I don't think... I knew that his son was killed in a duel before I watched the play. Oh, what you a, didn't get that from the music? Oh, you probably never listened to it straight through, huh? No, no, I hadn't. So when I say I was familiar with the music, I was familiar with the, with the, I was very familiar with the few songs that played on. The big songs, know. right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so I, I pay for Spotify premium, yes. which allows me to listen to anything that's on there at any time, no skipping, no shuffling. So I've listened right. to the soundtrack from beginning to end 
all the way through several times. So I was aware of the whole plot. Yet I yeah. was still surprised at like at the first of all, I was surprised that it was two hours and forty minutes long. Yeah. Because it doesn't feel that way when you're listening to it at work. <laughs> no, um, I guess not. But watching it, it still went by. I never once looked at my watch. Um, no, I mean, it did feel a little long to me, but not not so much that I thought, oh, this is really long. <laughs> right, yeah. Uh, I think... You know, as as much as I've enjoyed, as much as I said, Hamilton was probably one of my least favorite parts of the play. Hmm. It, it it's not fair to Lin Manuel Miranda because first of all, he's good in this. Yeah, he's he's really very good. Uh, well, you know what's interesting? If just an aside, I think in the play his acting is better than his singing. Agreed. If that if that doesn't if that makes any sense, right? It's more noticeable than his noteworthy than his singing. I guess yeah, yeah, I would agree that. with yeah. that. Um, but like this whole thing is his creation. Yeah, like, yeah. Uh, minus the choreography, and I'm sure he didn't do all of the instruments. I know that I I saw in the credits there was uh, musical arrangements. It was Lin Manuel and somebody else, so he had help oh, right. with like the full orchestra arranging. Uh, but like, oh, what a wimp! <laughs> but like, he wrote this whole thing yeah. by yeah. himself. Yep. And that that task is just, it's, I can't believe it. Like, well, not it's only that, so genius. Yeah, and not only that, but to 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 read a book on uh, on Hamilton and think. Man, this would make a good play, and think, all that stuff comes out of that big brain of his. It's I know just, it's it's incredible. He the guy is a genius. Now I didn't write this down, but I believe he wrote this play based on the book by Ron Chernow. That's or correct. Um, That's what he says. Right. Yeah. Uh, coworker Mike, and shout I, out. He read the book. Said it was a great book. Yeah, now I I read part of the book, uh, not because I didn't like it, but because I, I couldn't get the rest of the book on on whatever app you were using. I was yeah. getting, yeah, uh, but yeah, it, it was a pretty good book. All right, uh, so coworker we should... coworker Mike is right on this one. <laughs> He's right about many things. Um, yes, indeed. Now, my question: not everything, though. Not everything. Saying. And tonight's episode is brought to you by Dueling Pistols. Pistols that drip at the top. Drip? Oh, it's it's, it's drooling pistols, not dueling pistols. Drooling pistols. Oh, okay. All right, right, let me try it again. Tonight's episode is brought to you by Drooling Pistols. Pistols that drip at the touch of the... Dougie, what's the point of a drooling pistol? Well, uh, they're worthless, but at least they're safe. Drooling pistols. Pistols that drip at the touch of a trigger. (laughs) My question is, and we should discuss this because it's a current events topic... 
yes. All of mo- most of these characters, with the exception of a few dancers and Jonathan Groff and the the guy who is reading for the Continental Congress, which is my favorite combo of songs. It's when uh, he's reading a message from the king, a message from the king, and he reads out this little note, and Alexander tries to debate with him. And then right. right after that comes in Jonathan Groff. But from aside from those, I don't know, four, maybe five actors total, that all the characters are played by uh, people who are from non-Anglo-Saxon. They're not yeah, white. They're, they're Puerto Rican. Right. They're black. They're uh, Mexican. or what, I mean, I, I didn't do right. research on all of them. But right. most of them especially all the founding fathers are not white. And right. I've heard from at least one person that that really bothered them because it wasn't quote unquote historically accurate. Oh, which I oh, <laughs> give me a break. But like, so my question is, did that, was that a thing for you? Because, well, I'll just go ahead and answer the question. Then I'll answer. Did, did it like, <laughs> was that an, did it detract from it? No, that not, that it, not that it detract. Like, just was it a thing for you? Like, did you notice? Did you think about it? Did you go, oh, that's weird. Like, that's not what George Washington looks like. Or like, oh, kind of oh. like, like, was that any factor in the either A, enjoyment or detractor? Um, it, it, I'm trying to think, uh, trying to answer your question succinctly. Uh, basically that. The, the fact that the actors were people of color was uh, uh, that they were all people of color surprised me a little bit, but it didn't detract from it at all. And in some respects, it adds to it because, uh, you know, America is a melting pot. Right. I was a little surprised there weren't more um, more white or Caucasian people in there. But not because there should be. It just surprised me that the whole cast was there. Uh, but it did not detract from it at all. And and it, if if this makes uh, American history more interesting for people, I'm all for it. Yeah, it did not detract for me a second. Uh, I loved. I honestly, I didn't even. <laughs> I hate to be one of those like I don't see color people, <laughs> and I I'm not one of those. Well, you people. should open your eyes. <laughs> but like, like that aspect uh, didn't phase me in the slightest. Nor did I even think about it. I thought no. that everyone who was cast in their role played it perfectly. Yes, and I thought that's that, true. You know, I'm not sure if. Lin-Manuel Miranda, when casting it, was trying to make a statement. I'm sure that it's out there on the internet if you wanted to look it up, but uh, it it didn't it didn't make me look one way or the other. I just thought everyone who played their part played it spot on, and I couldn't imagine another cast doing this. Like right. it was just it was just so well put together, planned out. And that's all due to Lin Manuel's genius. Like, yeah, that's true. I think I think he. Well, I like you. I would have to look it up, but I would guess that it was intentional to cast to play multiple 
multiculturally um and it and it and it works uh if you um if you're an old guy like me maybe i don't know i i don't consider myself a racist at this point uh but i but i my brain said huh george washington's black <laughs> and it's it wasn't like oh no it was like huh Right. And and then and then and then but that was all just the recognition of that. Sure, and sure. then and then yeah, he did a great job. Uh yeah, I, I think we all probably see we're blinded by an awful lot of stuff. And oh yeah. Absolutely. You are the sum of your experiences in life and it, it can affect you in positive and negative ways. But with all the things going on right now, uh will most certainly support the the people who are are protesting and and trying to make some positive changes in our world. So the reason I asked the question was my friend's daughter watched this and loved it. And yeah. her her grandma uh came up for a visit. And this girl, she's like eight or nine years old, loves Hamilton, wanted right. to show it to her grandma. Right. Showed it to her grandma, and her grandma just couldn't get over the fact that all these people were not white. Right. And how, how historically inaccurate this this thing was. And my first thought was like, I'm trying to think of when a historical inaccuracy has ever been bothered me when it comes to art right and i just i i couldn't wrap my mind around it and so you being a bit older than i yes, i was just curious on your i mean i know your your stance on most political issues and and we're not gonna get into it but i was just curious if that had any effect but i think you answered it well so but that's that's why i was curious if if that had anything to do with your enjoyment or detraction because it's just like not at all uh this is uh, yes this is really a, neither way it in a way it didn't really make it better for me sure that but but it didn't detract from it at all yeah no so. i uh i think that like when you create something and and this play is not 100 percent historically accurate period from aside, aside from the casting of the characters, like right, there, there is artistic liberty taken with this play. There, yeah, there's artistic liberty taken with every true story, quote sure. unquote. Like, yeah, especially movies and and right. books and stuff like that. And so, oh, yeah, like I just I, I I couldn't get over the fact that that was the artistic liberty that they took that that she couldn't get over. I just yeah. It's, yeah, <laughs> enough said. I think, but and I don't yeah, think they listen to the podcast, and I'm pretty sure she doesn't. So it's okay right. if, if we talk about. It. <laughs> I won't. But if her. you are welcome, <laughs> <laughs> now get out. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I, I mean, I don't know. Like it's, it's odd when I, when I think about rating this movie. I have a hard time because, ah. first of all, it's a play. Right. And it's clearly a play. There's no attempt at hiding it. It's not like uh, – it's a very well 
shot play like the the camera the cinematography in it is very good but i i've i've been kind of is it a musical um i mean sound of music and all that well i mean absolutely i'm my question is 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 it more of a hip-hop-era a a term (laughs) i coined and phrase I was going to say that's right kind there. of yeah nice. Uh, or did you just blend those words together accidentally? And no, say no, I didn't. No, I I haven't had that much to drink yet. Uh, <laughs> no, it was it's. I mean, it's 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 all singing. Any any sort of spoken word is set to music. Uh, right. I, I mean, it definitely leans right, closer no to dialogue. It's definitely there? closer to opera than it is to a musical like Sound of Music. Ah, maybe. Um, the music is all hip hop ish. But though. it is, and it's still, it is definitely a play, whereas the Sound of Music isn't a play. No, or, right. No, right, for sure. Right. So it's hard for me to rate this, but I think it's time. What do you think? Mm. I think it is too, because it's getting late. <laughs> It's past your old pa's bedtime. Yeah, it's past my bedtime too. We yeah, we both drank a cup of coffee because we did a double Absolutely. feature tonight. So, yeah, uh, we stand by about, for those to be released. Spent about four and a half hours trying to record um, two verses of a song. Right, so, <laughs> which is pretty funny if you think about uh, Lin <laughs> Manuel Miranda. <laughs> Writing all this stuff himself. That's the true. two of us working together couldn't write eight lines. <laughs> I know of the first song. That was that was really funny trying to get this done. Yeah. Uh, now to to our credit, Lin Manuel yes. Miranda worked on this for about seven years. Yeah. So yeah. If we had had That's, seven years, I if bet we, we had seven years. I know done. we could have written one song. <laughs> it wouldn't have been good, but we would have had it. We, we would have nailed we might it. Might not man. have won a Tony, but uh, maybe a Peabody. Yeah, or maybe. <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> All right, Dougie, let's rate Hamilton. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the show. The ten dollars found a father without a father got a lot farther by working a lot. The soundtrack is amazing, and I think the visualization of it adds so much to the soundtrack. However, I can't see myself watching this again. And I know Hmm. that that's not fair to rate something on rewatchability. 
Oh, but you you often do. That's part of your it's, thought process. It's, it's it plays a part in it. Yeah. Um. Not. I mean, and I've rated many films I've only ever seen once, and Willow only ever seen once a five stars. Something like Twelve Years a Slave. Something that you just don't want to watch again because it's so hard. But right. Uh, right. I am so glad I watched this. Yeah. Uh, I think. I will continue to listen to this soundtrack for a long time. I just don't see myself dying to show somebody the the play. Uh, really highly recommending the play to anybody to watch. Uh, however, if you're a Lin-Manuel Miranda fan, you definitely need to check this out, especially if you're a fan of the soundtrack and haven't seen it yet. Gotta watch this. Um, but yeah, for me, it's just sitting at a four. Hmm. That surprises me. I thought you might. I thought you might go higher. Um, and I, I've I've waffled a lot on 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 where to rate this as I thought about it over the week. And uh, you know, I I don't know that I'd watch it again either. And I think it's very very good. So, but I don't know. I don't typically take what uh, rewatchability too much, but. I don't know if if a film if I rate a film a five that means I could watch, rewatch it and enjoy it again, maybe as much as before. So I probably got to go with a four and a half on this. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah. Uh, the stage stuff is wonderful. <laughs> it's yeah, the choreography is beautiful. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the dancing, I just, I loved watching the dancing. Yeah. Uh, I think for me, the, I think for me, the magic of Hamilton is in the music. Yeah, and, that's and probably that's right. Where I, that's where watching it wasn't quite. If I can cry several times during the same song on repeat listens and then watching it, I don't get a single even. <gasps> <sighs> this is the song. Like nothing like that. It's it's it does something to me. I think. Interesting, interesting. Yeah. Um, you know, one thing I didn't mention was the costuming. Oh my goodness, great. that was good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. That's very visually pleasing. It is. Um. Yeah. So that's about it for Hamilton for me. Yep. That's that's all I got as well. One Brew Over the Cuckoo's Nest is created and hosted by Kevin and Doug Zane. Follow our social media on Twitter at One Brew Over for Kevin and at The Old Man and Da Brew for Doug. Keep up with the podcast on Instagram at One Brew Over. Email your feedback to onebrewover at gmail.com. Subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. If you enjoy the show, leave a review and tell a friend. Sound bites and trailers for films are taken from YouTube and do not belong to this podcast. All original music is written and recorded by Kevin Zaid. For archival episodes and more, go to www.onebrewover.com. And thanks for listening to One Brew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Getting tired now. Yeah, me too. Uh, Doesn't have to be something long.
Oh no, it's no, not it's Saturday. Saturday. Yeah. That's why I decided. I knew I knew writing that rap was going to take quite a while. So I did too. <laughs> I thought Friday night would be good, but uh, let's see. One grew over the cuckoo's nest. 